Listener discretion is advised, as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f***. This word's like, uh, hold please. <laughs> we gonna get all of this. All of it. By the way, your hair is super gorgeous, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you. It's adorable. We can both tell you how we have lock and B because your hair looks great. Uh, oh. Jab, would you ever get locks? I want, I've been wanting to get them, I just haven't had the time or the space to do it because my, my mom has locks and ever since she's gotten them, she hasn't looked back and she's like, it's just so easy and she's like, you need to get them, we'll start them, but every time she comes, you know, we're doing like a million things and I'm like, it's fine, we'll just do it next time and so <laughs> it is what it is, one day. What about you? Cool. No. Me? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've had faux locks before and... I love them. Like I felt like I had gotten like a temporary crown, like the African <laughs> kings and queens had like put it on my head. And I felt like, you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to do a couple like tribal dances. Um, it was just, I, I, didn't ex- I didn't expect that feeling to happen, but I was like, I understand now why people do, but um, I'm Haitian. So my parents would probably like, you know, not be too fond of that hairstyle. How long have you had yours? Are they faux locks? Are they real locks? Oh, they're real locks. I started them out as a two strand twist. And I started them in the April that the pandemic started. So like April, May of 2020. I started mm-hmm. them. Damn. But, How has your journey been? Um, so I'm not like a person who likes to do their hair. I don't like that. <laughs> I, I just like to just go and be free so before I had locks I was like a curly bun I was like a pineapple um a pineapple as they say that was me um a curly little fro at the top <laughs> um but my children I have three girls they all have locks I started them um traditional locks and my mom has sister locks so she started the locks first I've always okay. wanted them I just was like waiting for the moment to be like, all right, I'm going to go to the shop and I'm going to go do it. And it just never came. So during the pandemic, I just did a two strand twist on my hair and I was like, I'm just going to keep it. And that's just how that happened. I should just do it. Yeah, just do it. I figured like, if I didn't like it, I'll just cut it. It's not even a big deal. That's what I'm afraid of is like the cut is if I don't like it, I, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just such an easy hairstyle it looks great like I just I don't know do it do it I mean the worst that could happen is you don't like it yeah and then you cut it but the cut the cut Ah. it's hair it grows (laughs) it grows back and then you have that's just another journey I think like because I was I was like fed up with my hair a couple weeks ago because I was just like I hate doing my hair I'm gonna cut it and I was like then I get to go with a little curly afro like it's just it's hair. I thought about that the other day. I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm just, what if I just, I thought about it in the car and I was like, what if I just did the, the chop and I did the Tony Braxton? I was like, oh. what if I did it? I just take it back to the nineties and do the Tony Braxton. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. Give me a minute. I'm gonna need a minute. So I don't know. I wake up one day and I'm, my hair might be gone. I don't know. We'll see. I have that same thing. Like, I was like, maybe I should just do the big chop. Like, you know, like I've seen these girls walking, like rocking these cute little short haircuts. And my friend, like one of my best friends cut off her hair like last year. And I was like, it's so cute. It's such a fashion statement. Like it's, it's just a power move. Like I just, I'm too scary. I just don't, I don't think I, I can't braid. I can't twist. So it's like, what if I end up in a bind where like, I don't know what to do with my hair. I just, I I think I'm afraid too. (laughs) But I admire anyone who does. But coincidentally i think this actually probably segues into what we're talking about today just a yeah bit. yeah it does all right so <laughs> hello and welcome to the ebenezer's podcast we have a special guest rachel um joining us today and by we i mean doreen and we we jabby hi <laughs> Um, don't forget to like, subscribe and support us on patreon but rachel please introduce yourself to our listeners Hey everybody, it's your girl Rachel the Gym. Um, my, my real name is Rachel, and I'm a podcast host, radio host, and entrepreneur. Yes, yeah, she is. 
Yes, she is. <laughs> nice. All right. So now that we're all introduced, uh, again, thank you for being on the show. We're super excited to be discussing spirituality today. Um, so before we get into that, let's share our spirits of the day. Uh, what are you drinking? Mm, who? Name Jabby. <laughs> Me. Okay. <laughs> um, I chose the uh gosh sorry a drink in honor of the winter solstice that is right around the corner um which is december 21st and so it's mm -hmm. called uh, give me what's i guess it's called winter solstice brew and i kind of did this because it was like it mixes in with the whole theme a little bit it's weird but it comes with it's supposed to be done with like um a brandy but I didn't have brandy. So I just did a regular whiskey maker's mark, but it has like anise, cinnamon, vanilla bean and oranges in it. And it's okay. I like the smell of it, the vanilla. I'm all about it. So I put apple juice in it though, because the second time around, I was like, this is a little bit too strong for me right now. And it's fine. It's much better. It's sweeter. Nailed it. What do you got? Nice. Uh, okay. So I have something called uh, the seventh heaven sorry seventh heaven seventh heaven cocktail so <laughs> i'm sorry it's because the seventh heaven theme song the tv show just like played in my head when you said that i was like seventh i <laughs> so i thought it kind of went with the theme i also couldn't find a lot of things that were like spiritual so anyway um uh, but it's gin um some maraschino cherry liquor um grapefruit juice and then like a sprig of like mint um in there and so i i tasted it and i think i went a little crazy with the gin it was just like <laughs> all over the place so i added a little bit of like passion fruit liquor in it to kind of just like soften it up and blend it all out so we're about to find out how that tastes oh my gosh this sounds weird i need your yeah it's not bad y'all okay yeah, i like it <laughs> rachel what do you got um, so, uh, I didn't mix anything up. I just uh, popped the can. That's what's up. I'm drinking a sparkling apple ice. It's only 90 calories and, um, it doesn't matter for me because I just ate nachos. Uh, so it's just balance. It's really about balance for me. Really? So. That's honest. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like I had a pizza for breakfast and, you know, then I just had a sparkling water. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah. All good. Just kidding. I did I'm sorry. Did you say you I had pizza not. for Canceled. breakfast? I did not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, Listen, good for you. Live your best life. And sparkling sodas are are like like those flavored like special sodas are where it's at. I'm all about that. Like, love it. Nailed it. Yeah, I hate them. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. <laughs> I I don't I don't see the appeal. I don't like them. I mean, the only time I will indulge is if there's alcohol in it, because I can still, you know, I'm still a fan of like zero calories, but still getting drunk. Um, so I'll, I'll deal with that it sounded like an alcoholic thing, but it's just I don't like sodas that much. Like and so sparkling water is just like, but why? I don't yeah, it tastes like static. It's not really for me either. <laughs> so that's why the sparkling juices work the best because it's flavorful. But I, I just, it feels like, you know, like when you like, um, I don't know, like your, your foot is numb. It tastes like that. Like numb. Really? Yes. Static. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate sparkling waters. I'm like, am I not grown up enough? I don't get it. It's not, I don't get it. You basically said my entire palate is like foot numb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I guzzle those things. Like some days, like when I also drink them, cause like, if I don't want to drink that day, that's what I'll have is like these sparkling waters, but I'll like down like three or four of them in like one oh. day, like no problem. And I'm like me and my friends, like pretty, all my friends here, we all drink them and we'll like get together. We're like, did you taste that new flavor that just came out? Like that shit fucking is amazing. And like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's a lifestyle, I guess. I don't know, but it's all good. I have been missing going to karaoke so much lately. You know how much I love to sing. Poorly, I might add, but I still love it nonetheless. But I feel like, you know, those like friendly date night, girl nights are not the same. 
Oh my God, so listen, you have to get a night in box. It's so much fun. This site will literally send you a whole date in a box. So coincidentally, Bill and I got this 90s themed box that had all these blast from the past activities like mash, make your own pop tarts recipe, and even a 90s karaoke. It was so much fun. That sounds awesome. I could even use it for a girl's night in. So check out our sponsors link on the ebonistas.com website and sign up for your own night in box. So, okay, what else moves us, I guess, um, is, is in terms of spirituality. So Rachel, I would like a reach. What do you prefer? What I prefer in spirituality or in drinks? <laughs> oh, neither in terms of how to address you, like Rach or Rachel. Oh, oh, it, <laughs> like, wait, where are we going with this? She's like, uh, either one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jim. So, uh, yeah, you can call me Rach, Rachel, whatever you're comfortable with. But my, uh, I guess my public figure name is Rach the Jim, and Jim is for Gemini. Yeah, I guess people don't, they don't be knowing that. So, I, I thought it was like that. a stone, like a rare stone. So, like, you are a rare yeah. breed. So, Rach the Jim, that's I mean, what I thought. All of the above is true. All right, yeah. sis. <laughs> That's where I thought it was coming from. I was like, I didn't even think of the Gemini thing, but okay, I like it. Good job. Cute. <laughs> so tell us some of your like views on what spirituality is, what it means to you. How is how does it look for you? Um, for me, it's about doing things that work for me. So what other people do, what my family did before me may not be what I do and what works for me. Um, spirituality is getting in touch with self spirit your roots um that's what that means to me um i'm not a religious i can't say that i'm religious um i don't feel like i've ever been religious i've been in religious environments but i haven't been religious i think that's i think that's very similar um i think that it's a journey um for an individual basically um i think it's a journey for yourself uh more than anything i think it's um supersedes um social construct more than anything and it's just all about self-growth um and i don't think it needs um a per a label for anyone however whatever like you said rachel whatever works for you works for you mm -hmm. and your personal journey is your personal journey um and i started to think about it a lot and we can get into a little bit more and i'm like do we even need to if, I, I'm just having these questions now, like what is our, our um, I guess our obsession a little bit, I don't know if that's the word, but our reasoning behind wanting so much spiritual growth, like what is this thing that we're looking for as human beings, like what, what is that? So I don't know, this, this whole growth idea, I, I'm just kind of ruminating about it, so I don't know. So I think, you know, the popular question, a lot of people are like, are you more spiritual or are you religious? And I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I would have to say I'm definitely more spiritual. I don't subscribe to any particular religion. I was raised as Catholic. And so a lot of those, like the shame, the Catholic guilt and all that stuff is like still there. But um, as I've gotten older and educated myself on different religions, I realized that I, I there are little bits of pieces of different religions that I like. And I, I see the common thread of like, be a good person, do good things, like don't hurt anyone. Like it's very, it's very similar, right? Like, and so that to me is, is part of what is the base of my spirituality is the fact that, you know, I want to be a good person. I want to put more good than bad into the world. Um, I try to be intentional more recently than late of what I do and how that impacts others, but not letting it rule me. Ultimately, it's about that little voice inside that tells you when you're doing something wrong or when you're doing something right. Um, and I kind of follow that voice. Like there's some some principles of like Buddhism that I really like of like of cosmic debt. So it's where you, you know, what you put into the world, like there's, imagine there's like a number system, right? And so everything that you do that's bad, you get like a negative points, but everything that you do that's good, you get positive points. And so if you, as long as by the time you pass away, your good outweighs the bad, then you're good. It's the same kind of principle of like going to confession and getting your sins wiped away and getting your sins forgiven. It's about what you do with each day, not necessarily holding on to it every day. Um, so spirituality is a little complicated for me, but I, I think that 
everyone has their reasons for believing what they do. And I'm curious to hear about those reasons and maybe something that they'll say will kind of rub off on me, but I would never say that I'm an atheist. I just couldn't go that far. So anyway, that was a long answer, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested. I I always think um, a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, I think I almost kind of like dipped into maybe thinking I was atheist and all that for a minute when I was younger. And then I was like, "Mm, can't really say that, I guess. I was like, because there's some interest in these other areas of different teachings of religion and, you know, of, you know, whatever it is, you know, there's something inside of you that is, that has different thoughts of like, what if, what happens afterwards, you know, what are you doing with yourself kind of thing. Um, so there's something there, um, but I think I'm more fascinated by other people and what what that looks like for you on a day-to-day basis. Like, are you really spiritual or do you just say that? Like, what is, like, is that done in rituals? Like, how is that shown? Is it shown in rituals, like in prayer? Does that mean that you're a spiritual person? Or is it because you go to church? You know, like what makes you a spiritual person? Does that make sense? I mean, (laughs) I think the answer is how much effort you put into bettering yourself and being more in touch with the world and like the environment and things like that. Like that to me is was when you're on your spiritual journey. So I did some research and I went on TikTok. Big mistake. Um, to <laughs> hold on, you put research and TikTok in the same sentence. Was... I know. Okay. <laughs> I was just. I wanted to get a feel of what the people are doing when it comes to spirituality. So I ended up on spirituality TikTok. Y'all, it was a dark place. Um, people, are like, yeah. Like when you go through your your spiritual awakening, like you're gonna see shadow people. You're gonna cry you're gonna have a nervous breakdown like you're gonna lose friends people are gonna think you're crazy but it's really just a spiritual awakening and they're they're like things that you know like you may hear a ringing in your ears i was like that's just tinnitus from hearing damage but okay um and so like they were just the things that they were saying it was it was baffling to me um okay so a lot of people said meditation um maybe like using the oh what are they called the little tibetan yes um and so some of i saw a lot of that okay so but tell me what you guys have seen in your your spiritual awakening or journeys um well i've i've always kind of had like a another sense so when i was younger i would see like beings and it would it scares me to be honest um so i just asked them like i don't want to see you like don't do that (laughs) Uh, don't don't show up because i can't um, so I'm just like, if you want to communicate, please find another way you can come to me in my dreams. But when I'm sitting down eating my food, I'm not trying to like see no, nobody looking back at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's scary to me. Yeah. Um, and so you, I think there's like certain boundaries that you can put up if you do have that gift. Um, but uh, it's always been a part of me. I just didn't know, like, because my family is just kind of like a very Christian family um it was hard for me to accept certain things um and I would suppress a lot of things because I didn't want to be looked at as like the devil or you know you're going to hell for that happening or if you think that way you're going to hell it's always like fire and brimstone fear uh, a fear implemented system which I do not subscribe to um but in my personal journey I think as you grow into an adult and you start to address things that are going on with self, there's going to be a break. There's going to be a breakdown. It doesn't necessarily have to be just, oh, this is a spiritual awakening. This is called growth and growth hurts. Mm -hmm. Growing pains, they hurt. Um, So I think that that's just as we evolve as trying to be better human beings. It wouldn't hurt if it didn't if you weren't growing. Um, And if, if you're not hurting at some point in your journey, you probably are going to be the same person because that's how change happens in my opinion. I think that goes into what I kind of, what I was talking about earlier. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what, if I'm doing a spiritual journey, really. I mean, like, so I grew up, um, well, grew up, um, I guess my grandparents would take me to a Baptist church. So I grew up Christian Baptist. Um, My mother then would take us also to like Episcopalian 
churches and things like that. We stopped going because my mother started to notice that um, she didn't like the idea that you had like the pastors um, and everyone, the main the head people <laughs> driving beautiful cars and all these things, beautiful houses and the people in the parish basically are, you know, some of them are homeless, they need money, all these things, but, or they, you know, and they would, sometimes they had, there was instances where they would ask for help and the church, the first thing they would say was, is, well, what have you done for us? You know? And so it just became very, this construct of, you know, it wasn't about really about community, you know, it was, and so my mother, you know, I think she made a, a, great, a great decision and then she, she kind of just let, let me and my siblings make our own decisions. And that didn't keep us from being good, you know, from being good people, I don't think. Um, we just kind of float on to our own little ideas. So long story short. <laughs> so um, I think I've kind of picked and chose, picked and I don't know how to pick and choose. <laughs> Listen, I'm on my second class. Don't judge me. <laughs> this is going to be a weird recording. <laughs> Um, I've picked and chosen from different uh, religions here and there. So you can tell I have like my, my Ganesh in the back here. Um, I do like dabble a little bit in like some pagan stuff, like Wiccan stuff like that. I don't see it as devil, anything like bad stuff. I don't bring, I don't like bringing that type of stuff, energy. I see it as positive stuff. I see it as more me trying to connect to the world. Uh, more than anything, um, and trying to ground myself into something that's real, something tangible that I can see, something I can feel. Um, I too have seen things, um, especially when I was younger. And so I think it's a matter of just trying to make sense of those things. And I don't know if I put a lot of too much pressure into it, um, at least just not right now. So I'm interested to see where I'll be going from here. Um, it's not that I don't have a yearning for it. Like, for example, um, I went to go see my sister recently and she also um, is a little mini witch. <laughs> I mean, call each other little witches. Um, but we did like, it was like a new moon. And so we did like a little ritual, but it was more of like releasing Doreen to your face. See, this is, so this is the difference between me and Doreen. I mentioned anything like with those trigger words and she gets like these panicked looks on her face, <laughs> but the ritual was to release like negative energy and things in your life that you want to go get over. So like, it was actually a really a bonding experience for me and her. Um, like it was the same thing as if someone took, you break up with a boyfriend and you take something of his and you burned it in a fire we took, we wrote down a piece of paper, these negative things in our lives. And for the new moon, like we burned those things. And then like, you know, we took our stones and like the stones they charge and all this stuff, right? If you like crystals and all that stuff. And so again, you can take, I think any religion really and bring in negative energy in any way. And so for me, using these different areas of of religions and constructs and using them in my own way that's my spiritual journey and i think everyone's entitled to do that in their own way so sorry i don't know if i answered the question uh, yeah i mean i agree i think that um right now it's very important for people to like disconnect from the definitions of certain things that were embedded in us like the word witch it doesn't necessarily mean something bad because there's preachers preying on innocent people as we speak. Yeah. There's priests preying on innocent people as we speak. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when you say something like witch doctor, a witch doctor is someone who uses herbs to heal. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? It can be a bad thing. It could be a good thing. And that's, I think, with everything. It's just how you choose to use it. You know what I mean? Um, it definitely years ago, I, I changed how I look at certain things and um, changed how we could say we were brainwashed into thinking certain things were, were wrong. Um, adopting the African spirituality um, definitely changed how I look at a lot of things. Haiti, if you look at like the country, like Haitians, you know, they fought back using magic. 
and they won that war in a nutshell, okay? In a nutshell. But what I'm saying is like the same things that they're like condemning where these practices were taken from us when we were brought, when some of us were brought over to this land and we weren't allowed to do those things. But those same people that stole us were going to the certain people to get healed. So I feel like we just have to maybe rethink how we view certain words. I, you know, my ancestors did, they did rebel against their slave masters and you know, we're the first country to get our independence, you know, from these like slave owners and stuff. So I understand what goes behind it. And, and you know, like voodoo and those types of things are a really strong part of the Haitian culture. But the voodoo that exists in Haiti today is more of a combination of Haitian voodoo and I'm sorry, not Haitian, African voodoo and Catholicism. They actually found a way to combine a lot of those elements together. And during the, the uprising, um, they just realized that like y'all came here and y'all trying to do all this stuff to us we're, we're good we're straight we outnumber you um so they they basically you know massacred everyone that wasn't for them um if you are against us then you're you know or if you're with them then you're against us it was that simple to them um but i think that voodoo um didn't become as prevalent until after like the uprisings um and i think that they did use you know their forms of religion to to do a lot of things but now like in present day how it's used is is not there's a white and then there's a dark right there's light in the dark and so if you do the light then you don't do anything negative to others but you can use that light to influence your life and to bring positivity and abundance to you you know and so i can i can speak for my family and say that we are you know on the light side we don't do the dark stuff we don't do any of those things because to even dabble in it to even like try to get information on it is to invite it into your life which is why when people say things like rituals and things like that i get a little like Ooh, okay how far are you going because sometimes unintentionally people can spill into things that they don't realize like and then they can invite negative spirits or negative things into their lives but um anyway so really quick while we're talking about just words changing the way we view um certain words it's like the use of the word ritual right and you're like that makes you nervous but ritual really when you just break it down i mean we all know the definition really it's just um i mean i pulled it up really quick but it's just a ceremony of, of actions right and every religion does that so i think it's just interesting that once like you hear certain words like that or anyone not you necessarily just when certain people hear those words that they get nervous and they're just like oh god ritual <gasps> what does that mean you know but christians use it catholics use it you know i've done blood of christ the blood of christ all that stuff i did it when i went to church and all that stuff so you know don't get me wrong like i mean you know initially and so right and for me it's more of the don't you know make sure you're doing things in an educated way you don't like you don't want to stumble into something that you're opening like pandora's box and you don't even realize that you've unleashed something against you you know like so just doing your research like a lot of people like there was a video the other day and it was like oh this man can't get away from me but she was like i'm wearing his dreadlock as a bracelet on my arm and it was like what (laughs) that's that tiktok shit that's that see and that's what I really wish people would like, I'm just going to start recording their videos because (laughs) somebody will do that and then it could go wrong so fast. Like when you start dabbling in people's free will and, you know, I've seen like people on TikTok doing like, oh, do this love spell or put this in his food. And how about, no, how about we don't? And how about you learn to love yourself and you attract love? How about that? Versus you like putting a spell on somebody for them to love you, first of all, I'm the shit. Why do I need to make anybody love me? And they should know that, period. Um, why should you do that? Because that turns into obsession. Yes. And that's when people, that's and it's unnatural. And then you're not going to be able to get rid of them. They're going to get violent because you're affecting their free will. Like when we learn to manipulate energy and how we put out, what we put out, we want back. You have to be very careful with affecting people's free will. We can manipulate 
events to happen in our favor so that we can live the best life we want to live. But you can't make somebody do something for you, especially when it comes to like your heart, your brain, you know, just gonna start reporting those videos. When you see it, (laughs) report it. Report that do. That's why I'm like, um, so stuff like, um, psychics and stuff, like I understand that some people have gifts. Like I personally think that I have a bit, I've seen certain things and then things have happened. And I'm like, I, it's happened periodically at different moments of like major events that have happened to me and to my friends. And I'm like, I don't like this. And I don't like the idea of people that actively go and seek out psychics um, to learn their, about their future and stuff like that. I, I think that there's certain things that we're not supposed to know because um, you manipulate, I think people start to manipulate things and change what's supposed to happen a little bit. And I'm like, I, I have a fear about that. I'm like, there's something about that that doesn't ring natural to me. Um, I have a question. Yeah. So what what would you say the difference is between someone who is psychic and a prophet? Because you can go to church all day and a prophet can tell you, oh, this is going to happen. You're going to have to change and da, 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 da. And I, not me necessarily going, you know, I don't say I actually go to a psychic, but I think it's one of the same, you know what I mean? Because they're telling you these things and now you're betting on something happening. You know what I mean? So no, I don't think, I don't think there's a difference if they're truly, they have, if someone truly has that gift, I'm talking, and I'm not talking about Miss Cleo call me now, (laughs) like, you know, if you truly have, I get, I, I mean, I think they're one in the same, but I also think that again, I, there's something about like, um, like, Nostradamus and all that. I mean, like it's a little, mm-hmm. I, even that makes me nervous. The fact that people like still are, I don't know. I just don't like knowing about the future. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like, so, calm down. <laughs> so for me, I think the difference between a psychic and a prophet is usually a prophet is something, someone that's based in like religion. Um, there's usually a religious like agenda that they're trying to push. Um, and a psychic, it could be someone that is genuinely like that has a, you know, they have t- intuition, like they can foretell things. And it, it may just be recognizing one's energies and being able to pay, like, kind of tap into their energies and, and feeling those feelings and seeing where they're going. But I think that when you do get a little too much information about what may or may not happen in the future, you kind of tap into that whole like, what is it called? Um, Oh gosh. Anyway, I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically where if you, if you believe something enough, you're going to subconsciously make those decisions to make that future happen, whether you realize it or not. Right. Like your, your brain is just like, okay, well, this is supposed to happen. So if I do this, this, and this, it'll lead me there. So I think there, there is, there is a little bit of like manipulation that happens when someone tells you what your future is going to be, as opposed to being like, I have a premonition because if someone says, oh, hey, I see a black dog in your future, that could be a really dark skin Omega sci-fi, you know, it could be a, a wolf, wolf puppy, you know what I'm saying? Like it could be anything. <laughs> Like it could be anything. It could be a little like keychain. You know, anyone can interpret anything a, a, a lot of different ways. Like, you know, when you play telephone as a kid, right? You mm-hmm. send one message and look at how many times that turns around. So you have to be careful on how you interpret that. You don't know how that may happen. So for me, that's what the difference is. I do think there are people who are who have the ability to see maybe things that are to come um, mm-hmm. or they can foretell things or they have a, a vague idea, like a feeling. I've had those feelings plenty of times you know but never towards anything that matters bro like lottery numbers none of that you know of all things right <laughs> lottery number please like where's that spirit at where's the lottery number spirit like run <laughs> let's be friends like have you guys heard that one? yes okay. yes okay so here's my question so what about manifestation and you know like and attracting things and intentional words and setting your intention for the day do you guys believe in those or no I do. Yeah, I definitely do. I, I definitely believe that you are what you say you are. So if you say, you know, I'm amazing, you will be amazing. And I can use this as an example, like my godfather, or not my godfather, I must be, he must be thinking about me. He passed away recently. So my, uh, my grandfather, my grandfather had MS for years, right? And no matter how he was feeling, if you ask him, he could be in the hospital bed, he could be at home, he could be wherever. 
if you say grandpa how you doing my grandpa would always say I'm doing fantastic mm-hmm. and he that's every every time fantastic fantastic regardless he could have it could have been anything he could be in pain he's yeah. gonna say I'm fantastic so much so that he was like um he had like you know how they have like medications that they test. So they have this MS medication. This was years ago. Um, they had this MS medication that they were going to test on him to see if it would work. Yeah. He did so amazing. He lived a long life and he, he would constantly I'm fantastic. And he was one of the best performing as far as like how the medicine worked that the best performing. So I, I definitely believe in what you say about yourself is true. If you say, oh, I'm never going to, this is never going to happen. You're right. You're right. I think negative self-talk has a really negative effect on people. More, and, and that's something I'm just now coming to realize. Like if I stub my toe and sorry for my language, I'm like, oh, you stupid bitch. You know, and I'm like, but why girl? Why are you going to talk to yourself like that? Like it's not necessary. Like, and so now I try to replace those like, oh, it's okay. You know, accidents happen or stay in a positive mindset. And I feel like since I've started to like have intentional words and since I've started to try to like, you know, be very purposeful about what I want to happen and what I, you know, what I see of myself and I'm kinder to myself. I give myself that grace. I, I don't feel the pressure of everyone else's expectations on me anymore. And like, I wake up and I feel like it's a clean slate and I'm like, oh God, this is what it's like when you don't wake up with anxiety every day. It's it's such a freeing feeling and it, it is really difficult to explain. Um, and it's like this need for just calm and peace and grace. But the happier you are and the kinder you are to yourself and the more you project that onto others, it can have a, a physical effect. I mean, you know, a lot of people say in hospitals, that's why laughing is such a good thing because they can see how it impacts them. You can physically see how people improve when they're in a better mental spirit and when they're happier. Mm-hmm. I think sure. it's true. Like, I think words obviously have a lot of power um, on you but we so like we just did um recorded an episode we didn't put it out yet on toxic positivity i do think it's a fine line though i think it's a very fine line i don't think i we expressed that in the last episode and i'm i thought about it and i was like we have to be careful though of like overly doing it sometimes i think like someone could say in the mirror a thousand times like and i hate to do it this way but like i could say in the mirror that i'll say it this way I could say it in the mirror a thousand times, I'm a bad bitch. I'm a bad bitch. I got this. 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 Right. But that is not going to change the control of an outside force of what is going to happen to me. So I think when we explain to people, and this is where like we have to also explain to people when we give them um, advice on how to um, pep talk themselves, that they also have to learn that life may not react the same way as what you put out there right does that make Mm -hmm. sense like be prepared also for what life may throw at you so while like you may say like you you are still a bad bitch don't worry like things are you know going to happen you you know just be prepared for that like i don't think i think a lot of people um just take on the persona a lot or they overly do the um I'm the self affirmations a lot. And then when something negative happens, you're like, but I told myself I was a bad bitch. I told myself I could do it. I told myself this, I told myself that. And then they don't know how to handle what life threw at them. And then they don't realize, they don't understand, but I put out all this good energy. I put out all of this, you know, great things into all these people, but life just shit on me, basically. What did I do wrong? And so there's a balance to be had and like, just for people to learn to, Hey, there's some maintenance here that you need to learn there. Yeah. I think toxic positivity is definitely a thing. Um, it's, it's a bad thing, um, because we do have to address those feelings that are not always positive in order for us to overcome certain things. Yep. So, you know, um, you know, you have a bad situation and you feel sad about it. It's okay to be sad sometimes because that's a natural emotion that being positive doesn't mean you cannot have these natural emotions because you're not a robot, you're a human being at the end of the day. And being positive is knowing how to handle negative situations in a positive way. That if something bad happens, that you can 
say, all right, this is happening right now and I'm going to make the best of it. And there's always a lesson in everything. You know what I mean? So you just got to keep going. You got to roll with the punches. You got to know when to bob when you weave (laughs) and you can't beat yourself up and oh, pity me because this happens because that's life. Life is there's ups and downs in life, no matter how positive you are. Yeah. I like to say my mom or my mom, sometimes if I, we do have moments, obviously everyone has moments, but she'll be like, all right, depending on what happens, she'll be like, you get 24 hours of the pity party and then she's <laughs> like, or, you know, a couple hours of the pity party, then you know what she needs to do, right? You got to get back up. We're done and move forward. So it's a thing. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. I've, I've, I was literally crying last week on like a Tuesday, mm-hmm. just bawling. My friend called me and I'm like, I can't do this no more. <laughs> like I was done with life. And then like three hours later, I was like, I'm good. Um, I just had, <laughs> I just had to cry it out, I guess. So, you know, sometimes you have to reevaluate things and be like, you have to check yourself. Just like you said, when you stub your toe, I've had mornings like that where I'm like, I stub my toe and then like, oh shoot, I ran out of toothpaste. What? You just have to like reset. Like, I'm always like, all right, let me just, let me just stop. Let me reset and let me center myself. We're going to have a good day today and just kind of move forward that way. I'm not, don't let just one second of the day ruin the rest of the 24 hours. You know what I mean? And that's also part of the spirituality too. Positive, I guess you could positive affirmations could be part of that. Your own self spirituality, how you build yourself. Mm -hmm. Make it what you want. Hey there. Say hi, Sadie. Running after this little monster is the highlight of my days and nights. And even though we spend most of our time at home, we have our routine and that means getting dressed every day. And as anyone with a little one knows, sometimes that means several outfits a day. Well, Littlest Prince not only has baby covered, but mommy too. I just got matching shirts for Xavier and I, and I regret nothing. I can't wait to get him this one I found that says mom's ride or die. So cute. So head to littlestprince.com and at checkout, enter Ebonistas for a special discount on your order. Yeah, I think that like being, so I think the first thing is one, like acknowledging the fact that you have an inner voice, right? And like, what does that inner voice tell you? How do they speak to, how does it speak to you? How does it, you know, like it is nice to you? Is it kind to you? Because if you wouldn't say those words to anyone else, then do not even in, in silence in your mind, say it to yourself. Um, And then I think that part of like the spiritual journey is realizing that you, you can be focused on finances, you can be focused on fame, you can be focused on all these different things. But if you are focused on being the best version of you that you can be and that makes you happy, then these good things will kind of follow through, right? Like you, if you, if you are positive and you are kind to yourself and if you love yourself and if you are, you know, all of those things and everyone around you will kind of fall into place or they will fall out of line and disappear. Um, and because they can't be around that, that level of positivity, it's not natural to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that like, for me, you know, spirituality versus religion are two different things. Like I had put down a little story. I was like a few years back, like my friend and I were talking and they were saying that like, Hey, I feel like religion is just a way to pacify the masses. It's, it, I mean, what better way than to t- tell the largest group of people that like, hey, you're going to suffer right now. You're going to be broke. You're going to be miserable. But like when you die, don't ask me for proof. But when you die, like you're going to go to this amazing place and it's going to be amazing. No, no, no. Not when you're alive, like just suffer now. But like when you die, it's going to be great, you know. And so a lot of the rules of religion have have been shaped and created and molded from people trying to wield power over others. Um, And so breaking that construct and realizing that like there is a level of truth somewhere sprinkled in there and it's up to you to find what version of that truth you want to subscribe to. Um, I feel like you can be spiritual and religious, right? And just like you touched on um, your Haitian ancestors, their religion has, you know, Catholicism in it, right? That's the same with Hulu. So the, the people who were made slaves and indentured servants to this land used whatever practices they had and meshed it with Catholicism. And those same people who are into herbs and healing people and manipulating energy could also be in church that Sunday morning because they're also religious. I think they can work separately. 
I think they can work together. I think they can work individually. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think it's just based on what you want. But for me, religion is a, is a structured tool that's used to manipulate people. I think spirituality uses what is naturally in us, the elements that we're given in order for us to be the best of ourselves. I like that answer. Yes. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) All right. Jabby? No notes. What Rachel said. No notes. (laughs) That was exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. I mean, like, that's, that's what, I mean, to me, that's what it is. I mean, if we had to break it down, I mean, like, if we have to, I mean, and religion, unfortunately, I feel like it started, I mean, if we go back in history, it, it comes from the purest of intentions of our human, um, I guess, our human need to find reasoning um, in everything that we experience, right, of loss, of every, I mean, of everything, right, like, just trying to survive as a human being. So, you know, we came up with religion, (laughs) you know, these rituals, these things to keep us going and, um, you know, explain these experiences that we were having. So, um, and unfortunately that that got tainted along the way. And so um, for now, yes, Rachel, I totally agree with you. I think it's a construct um, and Florian, I agree with you too. I think it's something that is used completely to control people. Unfortunately, there's people around the world who um, you know, currently we're still seeing women and men around the world who can't live their lives freely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 2021. I mean, like we're over here, you know, doing crazy things in these free countries and in, in the middle of America, like there's some stuff, crazy stuff on like online. And you got people that are still like just trying to live their lives and just be like, I don't know, normal, just a normal human being you know, mm-hmm. so just in the name of religion, just in the name yeah. of religion. And so when, so it's, um, it's just interesting. So like vice versa, whenever, um, you know, we were just talking a little while ago, like Wiccan and stuff like that, Dorian, when your face, like you get a little nervous, but like I say words like that, or you hear words like that, when <laughs> I hear words like, like Christianity or like Bible and stuff, like I start to get sweaty sometimes. I'm like, where's this going what are you trying to do to me like you know but you know it's all perspective and it's all in your experiences and you know what has happened to you as a human being so um so I really when I was thinking about this subject I really was I'm really interested I still am always about the the black experience with religion um especially african-americans like just can't wrap my head around ever since I learned this, obviously, and very late in school, when that as slaves, we were stripped of our original, you know, religions. But I'm just Mm. so baffled still that as a community, you meet people who are just so it's ingrained in them, that they can't even think about the original where our religion comes from like our roots our religion what that could look like and what we could be doing if we had been allowed to keep our original religion um people are like that's devil worship that's this that's that and i'm like but that's what we had that was us you know and so that i I don't know what do you guys think about that like the fact that like we've just been we were stripped of that and it's just been ingrained in our community and other communities too. I mean, like really most people of color around yeah. the world just had it's, all that pushed on them. It's unfortunate because yeah, we were definitely stripped of our spirituality. We were stripped of the, our our um, our village, you know what I mean? Like that diaspora is real. We don't know what our ancestors did. You do because you're, you know, you're Haitian, but me personally, I don't. Like, Wait, I can I just stop you for a second and say I love the use of your word diaspora. That's one of my favorite words of all time. <laughs> it's just such a perfect word that not enough people use. But please continue. 
Yeah, um, you know, I don't know where my ancestors originated from. You know what I mean? So I don't know the cloth that we wore. I don't know the music that we listened to. I don't know the food that we ate. And that's really hard when you're trying to find yourself because you don't know where to look. You don't have any outside sources to, to, look, to look at. You only can look within and kind of do what feels right. So when it comes to how we're stripped of our spiritual practices, it's it's sad because we're that's a piece of us that we don't that we're not that we can't connect to, um, and I think that's also what's hindered us in our success in this country. But it wasn't on accident. All these things were very on purpose, and so that they could gain control because had we had had we been able to continue to do those practices we might be in a, a much better place as a whole. Yeah, maybe not as disjointed, maybe more whole as a community. Right. But I feel like so many so many times, you know, like we we as Black people in America have tried historically to do that and they have destroyed it. Like they have ruined it, destroyed it. Like think about Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, what happened there, you know, they had their own community. I. I remember I watched, and I talked about this the other day, but I watched the TikTok and they were like, what's something that's a little controversial that people wouldn't agree with? And this guy said that segregation should have remained and that separate but equal would have been better. We should have fought for more resources for us and not to be integrated. And I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. But I was like, but but I, I see where you're going with this. Um, but eventually the problem that I have with separate but equal is that there's still someone in that power that has a power, right? And eventually they're gonna wanna take, but it, it, the same thing would happen. It would keep on happening. So equal, I think is better. What do you guys think? That's where, that's the one thing that I agree with when it comes to the Muslim community is that we can build our own and have our own and be successful and be just fine. It's just, um, some people don't like us to do that. You know what I mean? Um, if you know about Seneca Valley, is it Seneca Village or Seneca Valley? Seneca something, right? It's in New York, it's, it's Central Park. That used to be a majority black neighborhood where like black people own property. Um, it's, it's just, it's hard. Mm -hmm. um, I personally think that that's fine, you know, and I, I hate to hear, you know, by black, by black, but really, yes, by black. But it's like, why do we even have to say that? It sucks. Because we've been denied the resources that a lot of other people have been given freely, um, bank loans, the opportunity to be, you know, independent, um, to be entrepreneurs, uh, the, the generational wealth. We've been denied a lot of that. So that's why you have to say it. And that's why you have to support it. It's because if we don't, then we won't build those things for our future generation. I mean, it, but it's not it wasn't just Tulsa I mean like we have tried that's the thing is that like we did try and we had yeah. I think there are still communities that are still trying and it's yes it's again like you guys said it's we're just keep getting denied the resources and so that's why we still see um a lot of and we, we have a lot of um entrepreneurs in our communities that are trying to get us these resources um I think it's just going to be an ongoing fight, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I love I love that it took us from spirituality to this. Like, <laughs> if we were yeah. like, maybe like, was it our did our, the loss of our our original spirituality? Like, did it set us up for this? Like, did they? Yeah, I think being naturally just stripped from this air, like from our land, and like from you know taking from all that, like the whole system, like completely messed us up would we i mean like would we be wakanda right now like i don't know i i hope so i don't know is there still time i i don't know it's never too late i guess yeah. But I think that the part of the spirituality conversation is asking yourself the questions of like, how would we individually and, and collectively be better off? What could we do that was similar to what we did historically that would still help us today? I think, and, and Javi, you wrote a question in our notes that I thought was really great. It was, why is there such a need for humans to have spiritual development? Because as long as we're living, we are always going to try to figure out why, what is our purpose? What drives us? What could we do better? How do we, how, how, how how can we be successful at life? Uh, and that I think that's innate in every human being, no matter what race, color, creed, whatever, it doesn't matter. I think everyone has that question that they ask themselves. Everyone asks like, what am I doing here? 
I'll probably ask that one today. Like, um, we all we all ask that question, like, what's the point of us being here? But with spirituality, I think it has everything to do with self, everything to do with self and not so much to do with the outside. It's all about self, because when you start to go into like spiritual development, we we're not really pulling on too much of outside. It's more so addressing what our wants are, what are our, what are our desires? What do we need to fix? You know, um, how can I, yeah, how can I be better? Which would make, if everyone asked that question, this world would be a lot better mm. as a whole. Um, so that's what spirit, and for me <laughs> with religion, it's more so about blame and giving credit to something of a higher power. And then we're just left like, had it not been for, whoever, whoever, you know what I mean? And not, and that takes that power away from us because we also had a hand in that. Mm -hmm. It was the higher up and it was us too. I think that's like one of my biggest pet peeves about religion is this in my, and you'll hear like our older, like our grandparents will say this, our older generation say this all the time. And they'll be like, look at God, you know, like look at God working, you know, or, (laughs) you know, but you're like, no, but I did that. Or like, you're like, yeah. no, but that person did that. You know, this person worked their ass to the bone for this, you know, or, you know, my grandmother is like, I swear to swear to you, <laughs> like every sentence she says, she follows it up with like, if God lets me see the next day or something where like, I'm just going to wait on God or like, God will help me figure it out. And I'm just like, and I've heard a lot of people do say that I had, um, I think I've, I don't know if I've said this story on the show before, but um, I had an old coworker. She was in very clearly like not a healthy relationship with her partner and it involved kids. And she just kept saying when we were like, hey, like, do you need us to help you like get out of this? Like, do you need money? Like help? Like, what do you need? And she would just be like, I'm just going to wait on God. God will help me. And we were like, honey, well, what now? God is not going to help you like walk out the door <laughs> and get your kids safe. okay so in those situations when people are like god is gonna heal me god i'm like no god allowed you to have access to medicine to people who can support you to others who can support you in in transitioning out of this world that's what he did so let's 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 give him that credit for putting me here to help you but i when people it terrifies me that like you can live in this world and deny yourself but there is a certain level of attraction, I think, that people have in surrendering surrendering their decisions and their lives to somewhat a greater power, a greater person, a greater thing. You know, well, they're going to figure it out. I don't have to. It's not up to me. And it's like, no, no, no. You still can do this. <laughs> you have to decide to do this. <laughs> well, that's people do that also. Um but they do that in general with every with everything and everyone a lot of times so just put people in positions of power they'll do that with bosses anyone that basically anyone that they deem like i guess a, a person that has higher power than them right they'll say well it's my boss's fault they'll say it's so-and-so's fault they'll say it's the politician's fault well i can't do this because the government did this well i can't like go after my college dreams because the government is doing this I can't do this because my parents are keeping me from this. You know, in some instances, yes, I totally understand. Like there are big incidents, like there are roadblocks, but you do meet a lot of people who just consistently, you'll hear it, they'll use these higher things as ways to keep themselves down. And so that they don't have to go out and really try at life, you know, and right. really like put themselves out there. And it's really sad to see like, like why like why are you i mean I, and maybe that's just how life is right we, we can't all be we can't all be like lions right some of us have to be the sheep right know? i think it's it's a lot about with accountability hold yourself accountable yep spirituality itself hold yourself accountable like- trust that the job will be there but hold yourself accountable to make sure you're prepared to get that job if you don't have if you can't like speak Spanish, why are you applying for a job that says must speak Spanish? Hold yourself accountable. Like it's not, hold yourself accountable for the things that you want. Just because you, you're you gonna put it in God's hands, the universe's hands, whoever's hands, you still have to take the steps in order for these things to happen as well. 
we still have to take yes. action. I would say for whatever you believe in, honestly, like, um, I don't know if I specifically believe in like the God, whatever is up there. I've, I've said the spaghetti monster in the sky, purple monster in the sky, whatever is up there. Um, I believe in something. I don't know what it is personally. Um, do you guys think of like, uh, do you think it's like a, per a guy? I mean, like maybe it's a woman, I don't know. You should be up there. Um, I definitely believe in a higher power. Um, and I think to me, it's all in the same, but we all have a perception of what that may be. And when I started going through my spiritual journey, it made me take away the judgment towards other people because there's more than one way to get to the store. How is your way the right way? And why is my way the wrong way? You know what I mean? So that's just how I think of it. Um, I, you know, I still use the Bible in my practices um, because I use it as a tool. Hi, I just, okay, this is Trinity. She's Hi, Trinity. just, you know, now Hi. she's shy, <laughs> but um, I use it as a tool. Um, but I, I definitely think that there's a higher power, whether that be God, you could say the universe, higher self, whatever that may be. It could be all, it could be one. Do we, how do we know? Like, how do we know? You know what I mean? Don't. What if you get up there and they're like, you, it was, it was Buddha. That's who <laughs> you're like, God, oh, the one I didn't go for. <laughs> how do you, how do you know? What if all of them are just like, uh, yeah, we work together. So yeah. it's like, right? what if everybody's up there? It's just a big old party. I think it's more about the intention than it is like finding the right answer. It's about, you know, like, like some people are like i if i can get over on people good like you know what i'm saying like and those are the people that i think like, no matter what you choose you're not going to the right place um or whatever you know like whatever construct there is after the afterlife whatever if you're re reborn i don't know but i think it's about like being kind to others and putting positivity that's for me that's that's how i have answered that question to myself but um I mean, yeah I that's mean, i don't even know i mean like are we listen I don't even, I guess we're not really going too far off, whatever. I don't even know if we're going up or down. I don't know where we're going. Who knows? No one has told us yet. No one has gone there. And I guess some people have gone and come back, right? They've said there's a couple yeah. stories. But yeah. based on what they believe in, based on what they right. believe in, these stories are different. Every story um, is different. Yeah, there's people that maybe don't believe in like a, a Christian God, but they're like, you know, I travel to another realm and I was in my vortex and you know what I mean? Or they could be, you know, Muslim. They're like, there's a bunch of virgins up there. It was lit. Like, <laughs> so I have one. I heard one the other day. They were like, what if the white light that people see when they're dying is really like the exit out of the birth canal? And so they're crying because they remember remember their the life that they just left behind and they can't communicate for a few years and that's why kids can't remember any real memories between like the when they're born until like they're like three or four i would cry if, if that is true like that, right? again i gotta do this again do you know what i just went through <laughs> like well, please don't send me back to say <laughs> well did i tell you this? or i don't know if i told you this so that's part i, I could have sworn i told you this so there's this whole thing about children um, up until about the ages of three to four or so. And when they're talking to you, um, a lot of kids like, and you're, they're saying these weird things. You're just like, how do you know that? Like, why do you know this information? There's actually like a couple shows on it. Gosh, my camera, whatever. I'm going to finish this. Um, <laughs> but the, the idea is that they actually are remembering their past lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're actually telling you like where they used to live, like names of people that were in their lives, this whole thing. And so, yeah, that, that whole light at the end of the tunnel thing makes total sense. And there was this, apparently there's like, there was a TV show where this kid was telling his parent about like, yeah, there's a red house it's here, blah, blah, blah. And the parents were like listening to him. Like, and he would bring it up a lot, like a three-year-old. And they actually went and they found the place, they found the house apparently. And yeah, I was like, 
that's creepy. Is that the same story where it was like a little white boy, but he was, his past life was a black woman? I don't know which, like what the person was, mm. but I know, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was a little white kid. I think it's always a little white kid. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. But there was like one where he was like, yeah, um, my, my son's name is this and like told the whole story and they like fact checked it because he was like adamant, like, yes, this happened. I think, I think they were like hit by a car or something. Ooh. And it was like, I remember like, that the black woman and he was, he was a little white boy, which I find hilarious. Like, okay, universe, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and so there was a movie called The Discovery on Netflix and it talks about like, this guy, his dad basically found, like was able to watch someone go through the afterlife and die and like see what happens in the afterlife. And based off of what he found, it was like, you get to like fix the air, the mistakes that you made in your life. You get to like redo those things and live a different life after you fix those crucial moments. And so his dad discovered this thing and it basically made everyone like commit suicide in mass numbers because we're like, yeah, F this, I'm done, restart. Um, and to watch it, guys, it's called The Discovery on Netflix. It It's such a good movie. And it talks a lot about like what happens if you find out what actually happens. Like, would you cut it short? Would you live your life all the way through? Would you start over? Would you reset? It, it's a it's a good movie. Oh, I gotta watch it. I have I to. That's a loaded question. I'll get back to yeah. you. Yeah. Do I want to? But anyway, so that? we should probably wrap up. I know we've been going for a little over an hour now. So yeah. that baby says he's ready to go, and I gotta go find. He my is baby. ready to go. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's a, she's a girl. Oh, I'm she's so just sorry. She, off. I'm so sorry. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being on the show. So you're welcome. Oh, okay. okay. You're tired. All right. She's All right, a Gemini as well. So she's just like, I want to be seen, but no, not if you want me to. <laughs> Don't look at me, but I but, want to be seen again. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us today and doing this conversation with us. I know like it's such a weird conversation to have probably like i, I don't know you. like we were we brought up the subject and i was like maybe maybe not i don't know no but i'm i'm definitely um super thankful you guys asked me to be on the show i'm actually very passionate about my spirituality but i'm super private you know i'm a gemini um so i don't tell nobody but <laughs> but it was nice to actually be able to express some things um you know and just kind of share my journey but i definitely appreciate you guys seeing me and reaching out to me yeah of course, of course. tell us and tell the people where they can find you um the penitentiary no i'm just playing <laughs> i'm just kidding no i'm just playing cell block 17 id snacks no um yeah you can find me rach the gem on facebook instagram twitter i'm also on Bigo. i'm actually on Bigo right now um so everybody awesome. you know i couldn't respond because i'm on the podcast but um um every tuesday starting next next month we're on a break um live on hot 7025fm.com for the morning wood and um every friday i am i have a show called on air with rach and then soon melanin boulevard episodes will be dropping um with my personal episode personal um podcast i would love to have you guys as well um but i'd love to highlight those with our hue and uh you know talk about all the great things that we do yeah, we would love that. That'd be awesome. Thank yes, you. Yes, absolutely. Well, you are so busy. And so thank you for making time for us. <laughs> thank you. Of course. Thank you so much. And as always, be sure to rate, like, and subscribe to Ebenezer's podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. So keep your glasses filled and mine is gone. So we're going to see how the rest of this night goes. I've got to say baby, but we'll catch you on the next episode. So thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, f the Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions. <laughs>